0: Hello, and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So, today we're in Psalm 55, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. When I'm weak and I'm failing, you don't give up on me and you just stand beside me and continue to help me along. And Lord, like I've never experienced before in my life the the devotion the commitment you've made to me and to others, all of us, you love us, and you truly do show us what love true love is all about. so Father, I pray as we read this psalm that we would understand the lessons we're supposed to gain from it, Holy Spirit, I pray you'd guide us, bless us with your wisdom. And may we understand the important parts of all of it. We know your entire word is important. But some impact us differently at various stages of our lives. So, Father, I just pray that we would get from you your word and the important part that touches our hearts, our minds, and helps us do your will and love you with our whole being so we can love others as ourselves. It's in Jesus name I pray, amen. So this is a longer psalm since uh, for compared to what we've been going through. And the reality is on this is it's very instructive for me because I, I'm stru- I've been struggling hard to truly rest in God, rest in his will, rest in comfort that he's in control of, of my life my my job has not been, it's actually been going pretty well, but my leadership is, I've felt very threatened with my job, even though there's good things going on. And I understand where they're at. It's a tough time. And so I've just been very stressed. And for about three, four weeks, I mean, you've been hearing me and it's been something that's been challenging. And, you know, I try to sit, put on a good face with myself and say, I'm trusting God. But the reality is, when it really boils down to it, am I? Am I truly trusting God? And this psalm remind I see so much of myself in David. So let's go ahead and just jump on in to Psalm 55. For the director of music with stringed instruments, a mascal of David. Verse 1. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught. Because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter, far from the tempest and storm. Lord, confuse the wicked, confound their words. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they prowl about on its walls. Malice and abuse are within it. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lies never leave its streets. If an, en- if an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God, as we walked about among the worshipers. Let death take my enemies by surprise. Let them go down alive to the realm of the dead, for evil finds lodging among them. As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. God, who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them, because they have no fear of God. My companion attacks his friends, he violates... His covenant. His talk is smooth as butter, yet wars in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be be shaken. But you, God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of decay. The bloodthirsty and deceitful will not live. Will not live out half of their days. But as for me, I trust in you. So, there's a lot to unpack here. And I think about so many pieces of this psalm. Right at the beginning where he says, Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught. You know, I've felt like that so many times. And even more, I'm trying to trust God. I'm doing my best and I'm scared. I'm stressed. I have so many sleepless nights. And I sit and I look at dolphin that are swimming in the intercoastal where I live. And I think, man, I'd like to be them. And then David talks about in verse 7 through 8, I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and the storm. He's talking about the doves who would fly away. So often, I have felt like flying away. The stress, the angst, the challenge, it's tough. And then finally, I keep telling myself, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. And I try, but the problem is, is it's me trying to rest in God. He knows my challenges, he knows my concerns, but it's so hard to truly trust. You know, it's it's one of those elements in my life that I'm still battling with on a daily basis. It's the full-blown trust. It's easy when it's not important to you. It's easier to do it when everything's going well. But when it's potentially not going to go well, what about then? And that's what I keep debating and beating myself up with because I'm not doing a great job at it. Now, A.W. Tozer, he has a few thoughts on this. He thinks about it quite a bit. and He writes in his book, The Price of Neglect, carnal fear may take either of two opposite directions. It may make us afraid to do what we know we should do or afraid not to do what we have reason to think people expect us to do. Courage lies somewhere between these two extremes. There is a foolish consistency which brings us into bondage to the consciences of other people. Our Christian testimony has created a certain expectation in the mind of our friends, and rather than jeopardize our standing with them, we dutifully act in accordance with their expectation, even though we have no inward conviction on the matter. We are simply afraid not to do what people expect of us. We cannot face our public after we have failed to do what we know they expect us to do. The great fault in all of this is that it shifts the life motivation from within to without, from God to our fellow man. Any act done because we are afraid not to do it must take its place along with any act that is not done because we are afraid to do it. Fear, not love, and faith dictates the conduct. And whatsoever is not of faith is sin. The way to escape this double snare is simple. Make a complete surrender to God. Love Him with all your heart and love every man for His sake. Determine to obey your own convictions as they crystallize within you as a result of prayer and constant study of the Scriptures. After that, you may safely ignore the expectations of your friends as well as the criticisms of your enemies. You will experience first the shocked surprise of of the regimented army of lockstep believers, then their grudging admiration, and if you continue to walk the way of love and courage, they will take heart from your example, throw off the bondage of fear, and go forth as ransomed men and women to walk in the sweet Liberty wherewith Christ has made them free. And I can relate to a lot of that. I'm always concerned about what do I say on this podcast? What if I really show that I'm scared? What if I really show my faith is not great? What if I show that my, that I fail? I have that fear with my kids. I don't want to be a bad example. And then people who know me as a Christian, And know I have this podcast. But then I have my challenges and my concerns and my fears. So, how do I act about that with God? It's quite the challenge. But I like the fact that the most important element is within, not looking without. It's within, within God. It's looking within my heart. And it's being real with Him, saying, I'm scared. I'm stressful. I'm stressed. I'm not handling this great God. Can you please help me? And I'm reminded of that father who says to Jesus, if you could, Lord, come and save my son, basically. And Jesus is like, if, if I want to, or if I can. And the man quickly says and responds, I believe help my unbelief. That is such a powerful scripture for me because I struggle at times. My belief is great and super strong when there's no challenges. But even then, it's, I have challenges because then all of a sudden I think, well, I'm the cause of this great situation. And that's just not the case. So all of it is a challenge, but if it's one that we turn over to God and we plea, just like David did, for God to hear us, for God to support us and direct us. And with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. And I just pray that this would have been from you and not me. There was a lot of talking on my part. And I just pray, Lord, that people would hear what you want them to hear. Nothing from me, everything from you. And Lord, I just pray you would be with all of us our families, our friends, our nations. Because there's so many people all around this world who listen in and you talk to them. And I just pray our countries would know you and get to know you even closer. That we would all follow you and be a light unto those around us. Protect our, our countries, Lord. Protect our families. And most importantly, keep us close to you. Keep our families and friends close to you so that they know you in this troubled time. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.